Right now, your business is not handling as much cash as it used to. With bills being so dirty, companies are processing more card payments than ever before to limit exposure to the coronavirus. Your focus needs to be on sustaining your business during this economically tough time. One way you can do that is by saving money on your credit card processing fees. Card Connect allows businesses to securely accept a wide range of credit, debit, and alternate payment options, all of which can be seamlessly integrated with your software systems. Until July 31st, not only can you receive a free cost analysis, but... If Card Connect cannot meet or beat your current provider, they will give you a $500 gift card just for trying. So either save money or get $500 free dollars, that's a no-brainer. Head over to techtalkspodcast.com, click on Partners, and fill out the quick form to receive your free analysis from Card Connect. Welcome to the Tech Talks Podcast, helping you turn adversity into victory. Whether you're an entrepreneur, corporate professional, or a stay-at-home parent, the Tech Talks podcast provides relevant advice and inspiration as you navigate your career, calling, and daily life. Let's get started with your host, Matt Tech. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Tech Talks podcast. This episode is audio from a response video that I did to a video that was put out by a gentleman named Clint Fix. Clint Fix is a personal branding strategist from Colorado. We're probably gonna have him on the show pretty soon. But he put out a video about people using the quote, God told me quote excuse and people using God as a scapegoat for doing certain things that they do. I bring a little bit of a different spin to this where I talk about some experiences in my life where people have used that as an excuse to do something, but also they've used it as a reason to do something. So I talk about the differences between the two and we finally get to the reason why my wife and I sold our house and moved in with our in-laws. So I hope you guys were waiting patiently for this. Here it is. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Basically, what Clint was saying is that people are using the, you know, God told me uh, reason or excuse to do things that they might not otherwise do. Here's the thing. When people use the words God told me, because I'll be honest, I've used this before. And my face squinched up because I usually used it for my own personal gain and not because I was doing something that I knew was wrong, but I didn't really 100% know if it was from God or not, yet I was presenting it as if it was. We can either use God told me as an excuse or we can use God told me as the reason. And here's how you differentiate the two. You'll know if God told you to do something because just like Clint said, God will tell you through scripture and he won't necessarily give you a step-by-step -step instruction. What he'll do is give you a vision of where he wants you to be and then you've got to figure out how to get there. Does God open doors? Yes and no. God is not going to give you a step-by-step -step procedure. You're not a robot and you weren't programmed to be a robot. You were given free will. But he will give you a vision of what he wants you to do through scripture. So the only way that you can use God told me 
as a reason is if you are seeking the Lord and you know his characteristics. Let me see what Clint said real quick. He said, that's when I, I think a lot of people use it for their personal gain and to make it seem like a good reason to do it versus their own reasoning. Correct. So you're absolutely right. So a lot of people use it. And, and guys, this if you're a Christian and watching, hear me on this. When we use these words, God told me, or I was called by God, to further our own agenda, to further something that we've already decided and we're just trying to hide it under the guise of being you know, led by the Lord, we feed into this stereotype how people see the body of Christ. Because I've ran into a ton of people that use God told me to you know, justify irresponsible behavior. It just you know, further perpetuates their immaturity and shows that you know sometimes they can be pretty manipulative. Now, I do believe that God speaks to people, and I believe that he's spoken to me. Through an audible voice, not necessarily. Some people have claimed that they have. The Lord speaks to me through his word, through the context of mature counsel, and through independent confirmation. And confirmation is when somebody says something that's on their heart to you, and has no idea what's going on in your heart, yet it lines up exactly with what you believe God told you. That's God's MO, right? He will use the context of mature counsel, and he will use confirmation after confirmation. We have to stop using those words God told me unless we are 100% sure because you just end up feeding the stereotype. Another thing is this actually causes other unbelievers to stumble. I forgot where the scripture is, but basically God's talking about, I think it's in Matthew, where as believers, if we cause new believers to stumble, that's a big deal in God's eyes. So we have to stop using these excuses. And while we're on it, if I can talk about another excuse, the I'll pray about it or the I'll pray for you. Now, this is going to this is going to push some buttons with a lot of y'all, and I understand. Let's just be real. I've done it you've done it. The whole I'll pray about it is the Christian version of no. It just, just admit it. Somebody asks you to do something, I'll pray about it. I would, I would feel better if you just told me no, because I can move on and, you know, get to the next thing instead of waiting for you to actually pray about it and then wait for God's response on it. Because most of the time when people say, I'll pray about it or I'll pray for you, first of all, I'll pray about it is the Christian version of no. I'll pray for you is the Christian version of, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to take the time out of my life to actually hear what you're saying. I've adopted a rule in my personal life. If I tell you that I'm going to pray about it, I grab your hands or I put my hand on your shoulder and I pray about it at that moment. I make myself do it right then and there. Otherwise, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say that I'll pray about it. I'm not going to say that I'll pray for you. Because if I'm, and this is just me, this doesn't have to be for you. If I am completely convinced that your situation needs prayer, and prayer is 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 vitally important, but if I'm committed to praying for it, I'm going to pray for you right then and there and establish that foundation of, you can trust me, I am going to pray for you. I'm not just going to say the Christian version of, I hope it works out, because that's exactly what it is. And also, while I'm on it, 
do you ever notice that the people who say God told me or they're called by God, are, no offense, are usually the folks that have like a terrible track record of the things that God actually called them to do? So again, do people use it as an excuse? Absolutely. But I think there's another side to this where if you have if you have the relationship with God that you should, then God told me should be the reason why you do things in the first place, right? In Colossians, it says, you know, work willingly at whatever you do as though working for the Lord and not for man. And so whatever you do, work, you know, Clint, Clint went through these five things. First of all, is it right or wrong? Pretty easy. If it's wrong, don't do it. If it's right, move to the next step. Ask for God's blessing. Look for his wisdom. And his wisdom is found in the word, and it's found in a multitude of counsel, which was his next step, seek counsel. Mature counsel. If I'm looking for money advice, I'm probably not going to go find someone that's, you know, that has a negative net worth. I'm going to go ask people that, you know, have a positive net worth that are millionaires, that are business owners. I'm going to ask them for financial advice. Same thing with the counsel that you seek in your spiritual life. I go to my pastor and other strong believers that I look up to and then lastly, he said, or not lastly, but he said, make a decision, make a plan and get to work. Because he, he used a great example. It said, farmers don't just plant their crops and then say a prayer over it and then just sit there in a beach chair and, you know, hope that it grows. You got to get in there. You got to toil. You got to water. You got to fertilize. You got to do a lot of work to get to where you need to go. And that's what I mean is that God will give you a vision for where he wants you to go, but you are responsible for the work. Otherwise, he never would have said what he said in Colossians, work willingly at whatever you do as though working for the Lord and not for man. Why is work? We were designed to work. Clint's video is exactly right. People are using this phrase as, as an excuse, but it should be, it should be the reason we do something to begin with. If you haven't watched Clint's video, go to his page, check it out. A lot of wisdom in that. Touches some hot buttons. And to be honest, it probably probably touches the buttons of the folks who were using this to justify some immature, you know, some immature moves. Now, let me tell you a brief story as to why I believe God told me to do what I'm doing. Because while, you know, Clint presented reasons that it's an excuse, I'm going to present why the whole God told me thing was the reason why Ashley and I are doing what, what we're doing. First of all, if you didn't know this already, we're selling our house, moving in with my in-laws for the purpose of getting out of debt to make us more financially agile to go wherever God tells us to go. Because we believe that God's called us into full-time ministry. Now, how did we come to that conclusion that God called us into full-time ministry? Well, it came with a vision. It came with a vision and a dream to share the gospel with people and to see their lives changed. And it was confirmed by a couple people who said, you know, Matt and Ashley, you guys have the gift to be able to share the gospel with people. You guys have the gift of speaking. I still sometimes have a hard time believing that. But it came through a bunch of people confirming without knowing that we had been told this, that we should be in full-time ministry. So other people, other wise Christians had said, 
you know, you know, God put something on my heart. I feel like if you guys need to be in ministry speaking to people about the gospel. And it was like three or four people that said that when we had told nobody about it. So confirmation, and then we took it to my pastor's wise counsel. What can we do to serve? And then we were given this position at our church to be able to help build up our volunteer base. The whole like moving in with my in-laws, that actually came from a scripture because I was studying, okay, God, how do we become, how do we get ourselves into a place where where we can be so agile enough spiritually, financially, personally, what can we do to make ourselves agile enough to to be flexible, to to go and do whatever you have called us to do. Now, what does full-time ministry look like? I don't know yet. Maybe maybe we still have to be refined. What had happened is I was studying scripture and basically I came across the verse where where before Jesus went into his full-time ministry, there we go, and he just got out of 40 days in the desert. Where's the first place that Jesus went after 40 days in the desert? He went back home. He went to Nazareth, knowing full well he would not be accepted in Nazareth because he was only ever seen as the carpenter as Mary's son. He was not seen as the Messiah, as the Christ in his own hometown. So when he started preaching the word in his own hometown, guess what they did? They drove him to the edge of town. And actually, it's actually described as a place where it's 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 like the edge of a cliff. It's the edge of a cliff. So we dove into the Greek on these words. You know, what does it mean to be on the edge of this town? And basically, the entire crowd of his hometown that he grew up in had pushed him to the edge of the cliff. They could have pushed him over the edge. But what happened is Jesus said what he needed to say. He started walking and a path was cleared. So for us, that spoke to, so we need to leave our home. We need to leave what's comfortable. And immediately, you know, my wife said, you know, well, my parents just spent, you know, all this money finishing the basement. And my first thought was, I don't think so. Not living with my in-laws. And to the, oh, no way. Right. And then what happened? Confirmation came. Confirmation came. Confirmation came. Hey, guys, what do your bills look like? You know, what if you didn't have a mortgage? Could you throw some more at the debt? The council that we had been talking about. And then my in-laws came in and was like, hey, we feel like we should help you with this, with whatever you're doing, not knowing we were going to sell our house. And then we had a conversation with them. They were in agreement. They were in agreement. And so again, the context of mature counsel and confirmation, that's how we know that God told us to do this because it was spoken to us through counsel and confirmation. We didn't just get a thought and then say, and then started to do something and then use the God told me excuse. God told me is an excuse that a lot of people use when it should be the reason. And the way that you make it a reason is by getting into his word, knowing him, going to church, spending time in worship, you know, knowing that God is your father, knowing that God wants a relationship with you and that he's not just this dude that sits on the throne pointing his finger at you when you do wrong, that God loves you and cares about you sent his son to die for you. And when you fully understand how much God actually loves you and how much he wants for your life, 
then it becomes a reason why you lived your life. This episode of Tech Talks has ended, but be sure to subscribe for upcoming inspiration. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you relevant and actionable content.